Welcome on in. Ends well boxing. Ireland's boxing podcast. I'm Al Rich. Click on the link in the attached show notes. You'll find all our previous episodes. If you want to get in touch, suggestions, ideas, you'll find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or you can email us at endswellpod at protonmail.com. As always, you're welcome on in, and it is a privilege and a pleasure to be back in your ears for this latest episode. The Nature of the Beast. So, how are you? How's things? Um, Funny old time, isn't it? Funny old week, funny old few days. It's like uh, watching a fight, and you're kind of lose track of it. You get engrossed in a fight, and you lose track of what's happening, and you don't notice what's going on, and all of a sudden there's seven, eight, nine rounds gone, and you're, you've only got a few left. And It's a little bit like 2021 so far. Sort of lost track of the days and weeks, and now all of a sudden we're into March. But here we are. A lot of odd, strange behaviour, a lot of negativity, a lot of drama, a lot of bullshit, if you ask me. Um, nice to be able to zone out from it and stay away from it and ignore it, because you don't need those energy vampires in your life, trust me. Um, media-wise, you're looking at royal interviews, you're looking at a guy who wants to be a celebrity in Piers Morgan, you're looking at all those kind of people who are, you know, it's not a good time for people in the real world, and this is really only exasperating it, so stick with us, want to have a bit of fun, we're going to talk a little bit of boxing, we're going to have a little bit of a give out as well, because that's what we do, isn't it? But by and large... We're going to keep it as real as possible and as fun as possible. So if that's what you fancy, that's what you're into, let's go. Going to give you a quick scout around the world of boxing, have a look at some of the headlines that we're making the news. Our guest today is Luke DeDuke Watkins. He's the former Irish cruiserweight champion. He's the former Commonwealth cruiserweight champion. And when you hear him at first, you would be forgiven for thinking it was Lennox Lewis. Shook your hands. I said something like, let's have it. And he was game for that. And after we had a beer, for me, that's, that's amazing. In a week where the aftermath of Joseph Parker beating Junior Fa sees him now join up with Andy Lee to be his coach going forward. Clarissa Shield wins a 10-round unanimous decision over her Canadian opponent. And it's going to be a busy few weeks ahead for Irish fighters with cards left, right and centre. Kicking it off this weekend will be Matt Tinkler, Gary Cully, Lewis Crocker and all the rest we'll get to in due course. But for this episode, we got to send a big Irish congrats and our heartfelt love and affections to the new Mrs. Irish Bomber. Of course, Joe Smith Jr. got married to his his partner Kelly over the weekend, I believe. Our wholehearted congrats, best wishes and big love from all the way across here on the little Emerald Island. Kind of surprising when I heard the news. Very surprised. Shocked? No. No, shocked would be a bit too much. I was very, very surprised when I heard of Andy Lee teaming up with Joseph Parker. Not not because of any doubts of his abilities or doubts that he'd be able to do it. I guess there is a little bit of inexperience on Andy's side in the corner. I think it's fitting that he was number two with Sugar Hill. I think that works. And I think the fact that he could be take the lead then with Paddy because Paddy is at an earlier stage of his career. But when you're looking at Joseph Parker looking to get back right straight away, two winning titles um, it'll be interesting to see I'm guessing the story goes that he's going to be based in London which means Parker will come to London to train and Andy will have to go there I'm guessing that means he'll, they'll train out of Adam Booth's gym and uh, it'll be interesting to watch and see it'll be another fighter in the stable for Andy Lee where all of a sudden in the space of maybe 12 to 18 months he's gone from not training at all to having four now I think that is so more luck to him more luck to him and more luck to the team because it's going to be busy times once things get back up and running in full, full tilt. So, yeah, it was a nice little a nice little surprise, shall we say, rather than a shock. No such surprise or shock with Clarissa Shields over the weekend. Um, I expected her to win it. I expected her to win it inside the distance, but she doesn't have that many knockouts for all the talk. Now, that's going to lend itself, I guess, to the whole debate and the hot potato that is two and three minute rounds. And there's a lot of media outlets at the moment, platforms, pod- podcasts and uh, twi- Twitter channels and, and, and the likes that are campaigning and, and trying to create campaigns. But to be honest with you, I think women's boxing is making such great strides at the moment. 
they are capturing the hearts and the minds. They're winning over the naysayers and they're delivering in style. And and look, it's it's one of those debates where you say you hear a person campaign for the three minute rounds, and then the next conversation comes along and they're debating against Josh Warrington, whose fight should have been stopped, or they're saying that Daniel Dubois should have carried on. It's one of those areas that nobody ever seems to be happy. There's always someone that seems to want to know, think they know what's best and what's next and what should be should and could be done. So what I, I, I tend to say in this scenario is women's boxing is growing at such a great rate, it's improving at such a great rate, the divisions are filling out, the depth of talent and everything else is really starting to grow. So I say let it let it grow at its pace and let it go at its pace. And the parity that Clarissa craves, yearns, campaigns and, and shouts for at times will come too, eventually. Eventually. But you you got to crawl before you walk. you got to crawl before you walk. And women's boxing at the moment is power walking. It's absolutely flying. And yeah, she uses some big words. She, she loves to quote, quote, and she loves to say legend and icon. And I'm uncomfortable with fighters referring to themselves in those, those terms. I, I like to think of history looking at it and let history decide let the fans decide let they let those outside yourself and outside of your own circle decide and and they will and they will and and I've no doubt Clarissa is already a legend she's already a hall of famer she's already all of the things she wants to be but I just like it when fighters let others do and I watched a documentary last night about the incredible Joe Calzaghi my God, what a show. What a documentary. It's called Mr. Calzaghi. It's on Amazon Prime. It's it's about five, six years old as usual. I'll let to the party. But um, man, oh man, what you do just forget how graceful, how special Joe Calzaghi was. And he had it all. He could box, he could fight, he could mix it up. Uh, he and, and then just for a little bit of spice, a little bit of extra powder... There's that incredible relationship between himself and Enzo. And the emotion in it. I gotta say, man card on the table. I was tears last night. Tears flowed last night watching it. The the scenes with his boys, the scenes with his dad. And just the whole reminiscing, the whole memories, the whole nostalgia just flooded over me. And uh, yeah. One of those moments. Incredible documentary. Mr. Calzaghi, if you get a chance, have a look. And in the meantime, Clarissa, take a leaf out of her book. Be a little bit, a little bit humble. It doesn't make you any less great. A fellow who knows all about humble and is no less great. Joe Smith Jr. Phenomenal fighter. Fast becoming my favourite fighter. I've said it here quite a lot. And um, he's tied the knot at the weekend. Stunning. Dashing. All those words you want to use. I'm not much for those ones. His beautiful bride, Kelly... And the plan all along was, of course, to have the world title fight, then to have the wedding, and I guess to be able to take the handbrake off and enjoy the celebrations and all that goes with the nuptials. But, of course, the fight fell out of bed due to COVID, and it was looking at time for, a, for a time that maybe, maybe, nobody really knew for certain, but the fight has been refixed, and in the meantime, what a dashing couple they make. Congratulations to you both, big love. Big love and a massive Irish congratulations to the both of you. I wish you all the very best. Special mention and uh, heartfelt sympathies to the family and loved ones of Danny McAlinden, who sadly passed away, I believe, on Monday after a long illness. He was a Belfast Newry heavyweight and he featured on the George Foreman versus Muhammad Ali card way back in Madison Square Gardens where he beat Raman Ali and um, had some cracking fights with Jack Bodell and, and to name just a few, he was a, a, a huge hitting, hard hitting, tough, teak tough heavyweight and um, very sar- sad and sorry to hear of his passing. If you're not familiar with any of Danny's fights or you haven't seen them, maybe go have a look on US Tubas and have a look for his fight with Bodell for the Commonwealth and British titles. Man, oh man. It was, um, it was whew, skin and hair. It was, you'd want to crash helmet watching it incredible stuff tough out and the crowd the atmosphere looked sensational so very sorry and um, will no doubt leave an indelible loss in the boxing family there's a few too many going lately a few too many of those old timers but sleep well champ and turning an eye to the Irish boxers that are going to be out over the couple of next over the next few days and weeks Caitlin Phelan will be out 
uh, I believe, in a week or so, a little over 10 days' time, as she faces a former Katie Taylor opponent, Karina Kapinska. And it's a, I suppose, what would you call it? It's hard to call it a tick-over fight or a step-up fight or anything like that when you're a world champion and when you're carrying titles as such, but... To be fair to Caitlin, she's kind of ahead of herself. She's ahead of the curve a little bit, so you can give her this one and, and you would certainly expect them to be stepping her up in her next fight, wherever possible. I know a fella, listen to a fella over the weekend who has been very, very outspoken and he's, it's nothing new for Rick Ramos, who with all due respect, he's a smart guy. He's a clever guy. He knows boxing. He knows the business side of boxing and he's not too bad a trainer either. He is, of course, the coach to Jessica McCaskill who had that battle with Katie Taylor, who, who again, Manny's had a feeling or thought it was closer than the the outcome, the eventual outcome. He's got his own podcast or blog, or whatever you want to call it, where he talks openly about coaching, and he talks about the business side and the contractual side, talks about Jessica's training, talks about how he's building Jessica and how he got the Katie Taylor fight the first time, and his thoughts on a lot of stuff. Some of it is a bit conflictive. Some of it is, is, is on the money, one of his upcoming protégés is a young lady by the name of Summer Lynn, who's at the exact same stage of her career as Caitlin. She's had three wins, three fights, three wins, and I, I didn't really care enough, to be honest with you, to look into it. If it gets made as an opponent eventually for Caitlin, yes, by all means, but I uh, had a little bit of a look. She's very raw, very novice. But here's what he had to say over the last few days on his own podcast about the prospect of Summer Lynn eventually fighting Caitlin, and of course the future prospect and hopes, his hopes, of fighting Katie Taylor again. Oh, I think she beats Hannah Rankin, uh, oh, 154. I would say that. You know, and shout out to Hannah Rankin. I actually like her. Much yeah. respect to her, but Summer would beat her. Um, the girl from Ireland, Caitlin, I'm not sure what her last name is. I think she's foreign. Oh, they're hyping her up hard. Summer would destroy her in two rounds. Um... You know, and, and that's a fight. I don't even know her name. Caitlin, whatever. She's from Ireland. She's 147 pounds. Uh, whatever her name is. I don't, you know, I don't want to plug her. But <laughs> so, I mean, that would be a great undercard fight. That would be a great co-main event. Summer versus Caitlin, whatever her name is from Ireland, on the undercard of you and Katie Taylor rematch. That, yeah. that sells tickets. Caitlin and Summer Lynn are not signed by Matchroom. However, I think that's a good signing. The winner gets uh, gets signed, okay, and the yeah. loser the loser goes back to Ireland. So, <laughs> so yeah, I think uh, that's smart money, and and I think uh, I think uh, you know I think Summerlin should get signed. And and in case you didn't guess, I didn't state it's Jessica McCaskill you hear there chatting with him throughout that clip. A one would say maybe focus on what you've got ahead at this weekend. Cecilia Bracas rematch, phenomenal fighter an absolute huge fight and a lot of people wanted to say after the last one that uh, Cecilia was done and dusted and that she was over the hill but she seems to think otherwise and if she thinks otherwise then we gotta pay heed because that lady has been doing it for a lot long time and then a lot longer than most newcomers to the scene so watch that one it'll be very close it should be very tight it'll be very interesting to see can lightning strike twice or was it a one-off his comments and everything else about Caitlin and about Summerlin. Look, he's building a fight. He's trying to build a fight. He's trying to keep one eye on the future. He's trying to draw the likes of Eddie and those into a conversation. That's what he does. It's what they do. It's what the good ones do. I don't believe he means any massive disrespect to Caitlin. I don't believe he means... I think he's just trying to draw new eyes and ears to the situation. So what happens and how it plays out remains to be seen. Definitely hope it would be something like that for Caitlin after this coming fight in Luxembourg or wherever I think yeah I think it's Luxembourg so hopefully we can see a nice step up and a nice competitive seriously leveled out fight in the near future for her fellow who has no concerns about levels or grades or anything else of opponent is her stablemate Gary Cully not too far down the road here for me in Nace he is out this Saturday night this Friday night in Bolton again against Kachikoyev is a Kazakh fighter who I believe was out in his last fight against Maxi Hughes. He's also looking to correct that loss. He will be wounded, he will be tough, he will be tricky, slippery, all the things you expect of a Kazakh fighter. But let's be honest about it, this is Gary Cully. We've seen him go through the levels, we've seen him go through the gears when he has to go through them. We've seen him in a little bit of adversity. We've seen him deal with that too. He is wise beyond his years. 
He's level-headed. He's smart. He's got smashing ring IQ. He's got power. He's got size. He's got range. He's got it all. And it's 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 going to be a tough test. It's going to be a tricky fight. It's a big step up for him. But I don't doubt for a second he's well up to this. I don't doubt for a second that he's capable. And I don't doubt for a second that he will win it. How does he do it? Not certain on that. Might just have to go to the points. Might just have to go get the result. Which will be okay too. Whatever way he wins it. He'll add it. Another win to the record. And move towards that bigger goal of, of maybe possibly a European record. A European title. Or a WBO European or one of those. Whichever comes next. Gary Cully, I believe, wins this weekend and sets himself up then for a big one, either Eliminator or possibly even a title. Also on that MTK card in Bolton is our man, Lewis Crocker. The Belfast welter is in against former Dylan Morin proposed opponent in Dennis Ilbe. Tricky fight for Lewis. It'll be, again, it's a step up. It's a big step up. And MTK are moving these lads fast because they need to be moved fast, keeping them sitting around, beating um, stay survivalist expert opponents is not going to do them any good Ilbe has plenty to say and has done for a long time if it wasn't taunting Dylan about pizzas and everything else he's now trying to taunt Lewis Crocker you're dealing with fellas who don't balk easily they don't balk at all I would say I think he will be tricky for Locker, Lewis for as long as it lasts but the uh, performance that we saw from Lewis against Lewis Green was sensational it was different level stuff it was like we've nothing seen from him before and I understand and believe that he's now going to operate at that level from here on in I believe his camp has gone to plan everything looks in place for a win and I think he could stop Ilbe I think he could stop Ilbe in this fight if all goes well either way it's a it's a Lewis Crocker win he might he might get a couple of tricky moments he might have Ilbe trying to old man him he might try to overpower him he might try to Ruffle his feathers a little bit, but this guy is now moving on to a plane where you'll expect him to start. Also, like his like his stablemate Gary Cully, you'll expect him to start contesting at top level now in the next few fights. So I believe it'll be a... I'm going to go for the stoppage win for Lewis. I don't like making predictions, but look, I have a video out for him in the next couple of days as well of, of an interview and with some footage. You're going to see and remind you exactly how good this fella is. So I think it'll be a good weekend for Irish fighters. I think we'll get all wins across the board and it'll set us up then to move into the following week where we've got even more coming. Second congrats and a well done to the previous guest here, Kevin Ajarko. The Belfast middleweight is on his way to Spain this weekend to help Billy Joe Saunders prepare for his fight with Canelo. And it's it's a sign of it's a sign of how highly regarded Kevin is. It's a sign of the improvements, the steps he's making along the way and I believe he could be fighting for a belt later on in this year if it's not a Southern area or one of those titles I'm not 100% sure how they work but Kevin is highly sought he's highly thought of and he's, uh, he's level-headed humble and hard-working as you're likely to meet brilliant interviews with him online this week and it's a it's it's exciting for him it's exciting times as well for the to see the Billy Joe Saunders and Canelo fight announced yep it's great to see delighted uh, do I think I'll be honest about it I backed Billy Joe for a long time I won't say he's one of my favourite fighters I love when he's at his best absolutely amped to the last tuned up ready to go he will be hard to beat for anybody but it's so hard to get him to that level it's so long since we've seen him at that level there's been so many near misses and letdowns in between where he's promised to deliver and hasn't it's it's very hard to put any faith or belief or conviction in Billy Joe Saunders for this if he can't get himself right and up for the Canelo fight well then there isn't a fight out there for him I think it's time maybe he just moves on to do his other business interests whatever they may be Uh, but the Canelo fight Canelo is operating now I believe at his prime he's at his peak he's the very best Canelo we're going to see I don't like he'll be always have the exclamation mark the question mark over him for me I'm not a massive fan don't like the way people fanboy him, especially the latest one where Eddie's talking about Dolce Gabbana pajamas and everything else. It's cringy. It's just cringy. If there's anybody capable of upsetting, tormenting, beating Canelo, it's it's Billy Joe Saunders. He's crazy enough. He's mad enough. He's wired enough of a way to be able to do it. But in saying that, can 
saying he can do it and will do it are two totally different things and I want to wait till it gets closer to the time, see what Billy Joe Saunders turns up and see if the fight even goes ahead because with Billy anything is possible. But big shout out to Keevan, well done to you my man, no doubt sign of things to come. And just before I jump across to have a chat with Luke, going to have a look around the boxing world. Former St. Francis light heavyweight Matt Tinkler makes the walk for the first time in 2021 this weekend. He'll want to make it 6-0 as he faces American opponent Stephen Langley. I think it's Saturday night. Matt has teamed up with Shawnee Monaghan. What better fella to help Matt guide and plot his career over the coming weeks, months and years. And this recharge Canelo work rate continues as he prepares to face Billy Joe Saunders in May. They're also firing back at David Benavidez, saying that they don't dodge anybody and more or less join the queue. So incredible how he goes from fighting once every now and then to possibly by the end of the year maybe having three, almost four fights. Some change. You'll remember before Christmas when Teofimo Lopez dethroned the great Lomachenko. Many pundits and many observers were quick to label them the new kings. They were the new four kings and they were going to do this, they were going to do that. Well, as always with a lot of these fellas, particularly these younger, high-profile, extravagant, a social media profile obsessed fellas, they're all going the opposite direction. Teofimo Lopez now heads the thriller to fight uh, George Combosis in a strange one, strange move. Gone away from top rank, gone away from ESPN. Looks like he could be headed to deadlock. Uh, Haney just continues to talk, talk, talk. Has he had a signature win? No. Has he had a title win? No. He's had it sent in the post. Looks what it always was going to be. Talk, talk, talk. And it's always going to be cheap. Let's see them step up. Let's see them fight each other. And in the meantime, Tank, well, Tank's just going to be the new Broner, isn't he? <laughs> Paul Highland Jr. is on course to fight Maxi Hughes for the British title. Uh, not this weekend, the following weekend. Looks to be everything in place, everything going according to plan as of this morning. I know my man Ross, shout out to Violent Gentleman, get your new kit guys, incredible new ranges of stuff out there for Owen O'Neill, for Hilo, for Rinty, all of those, get to Violent Gentleman and, and Ross will hook you up, uh, but I know he was chatting with him this morning, all is going according to plan, Dillian White and Povetkin are on course still to face at the end of the month in Gibraltar, looks to be all lining up nicely there, hopefully, hopefully this time around, Gary Russell Jr, remember that name? Yeah, well, he's due for his annual fight. This time he's going to fight Ray Vargas. So, a big shout out to Gary Russell Jr. Could have faced Josh Warrington for over a million dollars. Could have faced... No. And Saturday night, it's coming. Strap in, buckle up, lock down, and get ready. Because Chocolatito versus Estrada 2 is this Saturday night. If you don't know about the predecessor, if you don't know about the first fight, if you don't know anything about it, you haven't seen it, get on it. Watch it. And be prepared for something very, very special. Two incredible fighters. The small men, the flyweights. But, phew, you're in for a treat. And last but not least, the big man. Our European cruiserweight champion, Tommy McCarthy, looks set to have his first title defence in May. Somewhere thereabouts, the first of May, they're saying. He was due to face a Polish fighter. Looks like he's been locked up, so they say. Don't know how true it is. Got all that information. It's always reliable. And from the lads on BoxingIreland.com, Joe and Johnny and I must give a big shout out and an apology I kept repeating Joe's name the last time I kept forgetting one without the other so it's Joe, Johnny and all the team the gang irishboxing.com and the Boxing Ireland promotions card looks like it's going ahead in Luxembourg please hopefully all those lads and girls will get the fight we'll look at that next week and if I've left anybody out or anything out certainly no way intentional but by all means get in touch let me know I'll put it across the social media platforms and I will of course cover it in the next episode. There's episodes coming thick and fast, there's going to be videos, there's going to be updates, there's new format, new release of life as we say, it's the next step on. And without any further ado, I'm going to jump across, I'm going to let you listen to the conversation that I had with Luke the Duke Watkins about two weeks ago. Most of you will remember Luke from his biggest fights with Lawrence O'Coley where he had no joy he was stopped in that but he went to the battle at the Copper Box Arena a hard fought battle with both himself and Isaac Chamberlain coming off a loss to Lawrence O'Coley they went into the domestic showdown looking to right that wrong to get back into the W column and it was Chamberlain who managed to successfully return to winning ways 
the Brixton man he was of course trained by Giorgio Rubio having completely gone back to the drawing board after that loss to Coley that high high octane seriously overhyped fight but it was a produced a cracking battle for himself and Luke Watkins a knockdown in the last round Luke Watkins is a special sort of fella and I hope you enjoy listening to him and I'll join the conversation here at the part where we spoke about his Irish connections and about his love and his interest in fighting for the Irish title yeah it was something that me and Paddy had discussed and uh, it was always going to be one of the first titles that I fought for definitely and you had a run in with Timsey <laughs> the big man yeah. what a character yeah, he is I like him Timsey. he's a good man we had a good Guinness together after that fight and and for me, that's one of the biggest things about boxing that I love. You know, I'm, I'd never met the man until the, until the day of the weighing, or the press conference, or however it was, the weighing, actually, because we missed our flight in the morning. Met him there, you know, shook hands. I think we, at the weighing, I said something like, let's have it, let's have a good scrap. You know, and he come, and he was game for that. And after, we had a beer. For me, that's, that's amazing. Timsey's a great man, and I suppose... The professional scene in Ireland really only caught fire, sadly for him, at the back end. He was a standout amateur. He had some real ding-dong battles, some of the biggest here. He's as tough as he is to be, as he is tall, but he's as genuine and underneath it all as well. He's he's a real boxing man. Yeah, yeah, I definitely feel he comes across that way. When the bell goes and he's in the opposite corner, you could forget about all that for a little while. Nature of the beast, right? That is the nature of the beast. And I think, if you don't mind me saying, you're a classic example of what they would say to who sides of a fighter. You're the, the consummate gentleman outside you speak well, you come across well, you represent, and then there's something goes. Does, does that switch, do you find it goes close to the fight? It's a shift, and it comes down to the I want to win mentality. And when something becomes competitive, I instantly turn into the, that guy. I suppose not that guy, because it's me, but my my mentality, my demeanor, just changes ever so slight, you know, and I just got, I've just got to win. <laughs> some people it's a dramatic change Luke for me it's all in the eyes whether it's on camera in person it's it's in the eyes and you'll see it when they're in that place anything can happen beside them and it doesn't matter they're just they're seeing things at a different pace they're watching things tuned into different things the normal everyday stuff doesn't matter do you find it's that level no it builds up the closer to a fight the more in the zone I become for example the start of lockdown obviously there was no dates on the horizon the world just had stopped my brain couldn't have been further away from boxing I was casually drinking a few beers every night. I was casually eating what I want when I want. I was just like, yeah, cool, you know. And I was just riding the wave and the time of where it was. There's, that time's not going to come again. I, I don't think I'm going to have free time like that again in my life. But now I'm back in the gym, back training, you know, and all the decisions I make now, everything has revolved around boxing again. It's like, and as soon as a date comes, it's like, I know, I'll feel another shift and it's like, Right, let's go. I can relate to that. I can de- definitely, when the first lockdown happened here, it wasn't the case of, right, I'm getting pissed. It was just a case of, do you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to have a couple of bottles this evening. And then, do you know what? I'm going to have another couple tomorrow. And, and it was a, it was kind of a day-to-day thing. And then by the end of it, I might have a Jack and Coke. And instead, you know. And then after about two weeks, I'm thinking, there's an empty crate and there's a bottle, an empty bottle of whiskey. I'm thinking... Oh no, this stops now. Not that I ever had a hassle with it, I'm controlling it. It would be very easy with nothing on the horizon to slip into it. And and before you know it then, it, be, it could well become a problem. That's it, that's it. Habits are, habits are formed so easily, you know. And especially when it's a stimulating habit like that. It's all irrelevant now. It's a case of basically trying to live with it and get everybody through it as best we can and, and as quick as we can. I just think it's history repeating itself. You know, we've had some... We've had flus in the past that have done things like this. And, you know, society always ends up winning in the sense of getting back to normality and, and living life as normal. So <laughs> this this next line is so easy said than done. Um, but we've just got to be a bit patient. Without a shadow of a doubt, zone out of the TV, zone out from time, zone out from calendars, watches, everything else, and just, just be here, be now, and be, be right, because you got to learn. For me, it's about learning yourself and getting to know yourself. And I think that's the biggest side of this, where a lot of people, the further you were along in that journey, the better for yourself. I've had a life being busy and on the go all the time. And I, I started doing nothing. And I was like, whoa. And at first I was beating myself up about it a little bit. You know, like, man, I should feel like I'm yeah. doing something. You know, the first, first part of lockdown, 
I live with my brothers and uh, the first part of lockdown we were I was like right we've got to clean the house we've got to do this to the, to the house we've got to do this to the garden we've got to do this out to the car porch <laughs> and it's like oh chill out like, <laughs> it's no one's fault you know and I was like orchestrating like do this 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 and then I thought like, well actually we've got to live together in real close proximity for a while so I took I, I took my foot off the gas in that area and just chilled right out to bring it back around really looking positive at it because a lot of fans I suppose they might say oh perfect and, and you hear this perfect camp perfect every time camp went that's great from a day to day perspective and that's great from a running order but you are grinding 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 all the time so the body is constantly going from so there's no such thing from from a physiological point of view going into a camp of everything because you're, you're just wearing down all the time aren't you that's true that's true my honest opinion that word that says the perfect camp <laughs> no fighter has a perfect camp camp just goes the way camp goes with its ups and downs you might have a good camp one time but you might have a bad camp another. they're full of ups and downs when I hear fighters say I had a perfect camp and I'm thinking can't I always have a perfect camp life is full of balance how do you know what's good if you don't know what's bad so how do you know a bad camp if you know a perfect camp? A big part of that is being able to read it, being able to know it, being able to document it. It's probably the biggest part of boxing right now, along with the mental side of things, is the sports science. That's something you've embraced wholeheartedly, isn't it? You're working really tight with it and you've got your the guys at Gecko. On. That's it, you know, the guys at Gecko. I was with uh, I was with T2 Fitness and Marlborough Fitness and Performance Centre and both excellent guys and I thought, for me personally, to evolve myself, started working with. I started working we. I started working with Gecko Fitness, um, and it's great. They're absolutely. They're levels above people. I don't think. I. I only. It was. It's been highlighted to me because of where I'm now working. Um, I don't think everyone has access to the best strength and conditioning coach or or the best that they can personally receive, um, just due to people's qualifications. And I just feel real blessed and fortunate. I feel like I found the golden egg here. I think you're right. I think a lot of people, when they discover it first, they probably might look. They might be as lucky as yourself and they'll find the right one. It gels, it works, and it clicks from the jump. There's some people you find might have to go through one, two, three, or four because it's as much personality as it is tailoring it and expertise. So it's, it's a case of of finding that one and making it work for you as soon as possible. Is it, do you think, is it more key for the bigger weights as it, as the higher you go up along to the big guys, the light heavies, the cruisers, the, the new bridgers now as they call them, do you think it's 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 more important or is it equally as important across the board? Um, I think it's important, not just through the board of boxing, um, I think throughout life it's, it's important, but definitely so in boxing it is, I think it's very important. But then my coach would turn around and say to me, my my coach is Ainsley, he would turn around and say to me, well, but what about your athletes like Joshua? You know, they are genetically genetically gifted. Um, they're easier to train. Yeah, genetics are a curse sometimes as well. I say this all the time. I suppose we're coming up to modern time now. We're coming up to where we're at. Uh, every step along the way, it feels like every sentence I've mentioned has been about Paddy and yourself, yourself and Paddy. And I said this with Beck last week. I suppose Ryan was the same. Sam, I didn't realise Sam was retired until I looked him up last night. So it's been an integral part. And I messaged him just at the beginning of lockdown, as I did with a few, just to say, hey, how are you getting on, coach? How's things? How are you? How are you keeping her? How's the vibe? You know, the, the way you would normally just say to him. And, and I got a very, very philosophical message from him. It was one that, one that stopped me. I was like, oh, shit. And like, I didn't know what it meant. And which is a lot of the time with Paddy, you don't, you kind of have to decipher it. But um, it was something along the lines of anybody that comes out of this, the way they went into it, is not using to their benefit. And essentially is what the gist of it was. And, and it took me a long time. But then when I heard his decision afterwards, I was like, oh, now it just made sense. For anyone that's not familiar, he was going to work more with the community. And there was a part of the gym, I think, is that right? It was going to turn into a centre and an outreach centre. They have like a schooling system and a workshop where he can work work with the the youth, you know he he believes in the youth. He believes that the the youth of the future, which which I completely agree with. I really do believe that as well myself. Um, and Paddy's done more about it than others, and and 
he's guiding his life to enhance their lives and hopefully their futures. I like to think from a from a troubled student point of view, there's there's different sides to everybody. There's the side of Paddy that has to be the coach side, which is tough. But can you imagine as a kid sitting in a classroom listening to life experience and life and people spoke of in a, in a gentle Irish brogue with a devilish grin and talking about experience as opposed to listening to just being lifted out of a book? It, it, it's got to make a difference to kids, doesn't it? Yeah, you're right. I, I've obviously been at the gym for a while. And one of the groups that Paddy's worked with is is troubled young kids in the sense they may have anger problems and they have problems at home. I feel that there's a teacher for every student. Mm-hmm. Some kids will need the teacher to just read from the book. Maybe they're excellent and they're really gifted themselves, so all they need is a teacher that reads from the book. But then there's some of the students that need a teacher like Paddy. They're the students that sometimes teachers don't always have the patience for. Um, they don't always want to give that time. One needs someone in that respect. Paddy's opened up his arms. These kids also need help. And to give them his life experience, who he is, I think that's... Can you imagine that the school stories on a Monday morning of Leila Ali or Muhammad Ali or, or, or these fellas <laughs> or yourself and all the stuff in Lamont Peters, people, things that have gone on over the years that people just have no idea. A lot of people only think and relate and, and link them to George Groves. There's so many more bigger, better and more interesting stories than that. And I think it's it's not doing anybody a justice. But I'm 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 tiptoe, tiptoeing around and I'm sidestepping and all that. With that move, I suppose, Luke, came a shift for you, came a shift for Beck, came a shift for right, came a shift for all the guys because the option then, I suppose, meant that you guys had to train and find options and everything else. And I'm going to be bold and ask you now, you've had to make a few choices yourself, haven't you? Yes, I have. I have. I am. Um, obviously, Paddy leaving left me I remember when he decided he was leaving you know he was chatting he was like he'd ring me and be like have you thought of a coach yet and you know I was thinking about a couple and then but I was just chill you know I was like again said to my said to my girlfriend I was like what are you going to do I was like don't worry like it will work itself out I'm certain it will I'm sure it will but there's no need to like for me to stress I think Paddy was more concerned for me and my, and my missus more than I was concerned for myself because I knew that I'd be all right. Um, but yeah, so I ended up, well, not I ended up, I put the feelers out to a couple of people um, and I've ended up working, I'm now working with Tony Borg, um, who is the coach of Lee Selby. So that's a, that's a bit of, um, that's a bit of an exclusive, is it? There's not too many that hasn't been talked about too much, I don't think. Or or is it widely not? Has it been? No, no. I, I suppose if you know me, and I mean if you know me, and I talk to you, then you will know that. Um, but I'm not really. I, I'm not the biggest social media fan. It's a huge help to boxing, and and unfortunately, it's kind of the way of the world at the moment. But I I could put social media down now and never look at it ever again. <laughs> well that's been that's been a progression though hasn't it because I think at one point I remember I remember watching or listening to an interview with you and you were unopen, openly admitted that you were you were almost addicted to it or you were addicted to it I think at one point were you I don't doubt that for one second you know the guy that wakes up checks his phone first thing in the morning what are you doing scrolling through social media you know pick it up again this is why I don't like it because originally it was Oh, we're connecting the world. No, you're not. Now it's target audiences, cookies. Everything follows everyone. Everyone's tracking everything. Oh, you spoke about this earlier. Now this this is popping up in your ads. It's like, what? Really? Is that what it's for now? Because now it's it's a business. It's it's a big. It's a huge enterprise. And for me, I'm just like, ah, oh, that's rubbish. It's first original. I guess it's the first original of what it was was to be. I thought it was great. It was excellent. I rekindled with lost family that, um, you know, that, that were lost, that, that were gone. I didn't know. I hadn't seen them for, for many years. I've been like 15 years at the time. And, and I thought it was excellent for that. But now it's changed. You yeah. know, and it's, it's likes. It's, I've got this many followers and, and I'm trying to, be this and, and look at me and perceive me in this light. Ego. 
Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. Yeah, um, I and I would say I'm going to hazard a guess here, and I'm not going to age or anything else. I would say you you were one of the last, and I said I had this conversation with my son only a few weeks ago. I said I can easily and happily remember a time where there was no mobile phones, where there wasn't a TV in every room, where there wasn't the internet, where there wasn't, and he looked at me genuinely as if I was literally after having some sort of melt or breakdown he because all he could think of is imagine what had happened if there was no wi-fi in lockdown and I've been thinking yeah imagine <laughs> just imagine how great you'd be outside kicking around or climbing trees or or doing something you know yeah so it's I suppose a generation that remembers growing up without them it's not as big a pull then for you I suppose to get yourself back in that again it's it's forming and breaking habits isn't it that's all it was just breaking some little bad habits you know I didn't grow up I didn't grow up with phones I remember the phones when it was going on TV there it was you know you remember the dialect Napster download a song it'll take you the whole night (laughs) uh, your mum would shout up something like I'm on the phone get off the internet that was it it was like oh I've got to get off the internet I can't be on there no more it's like yeah, it was no, and we got the internet until we was around 16. Yeah. I think it was something like that. He said to me, he, I remember saying, well, what happened if you, what would have happened if you were out somewhere and you didn't meet your friend or your friend wasn't there? And I said, I remember ringing girlfriends in Galway and you'd go to the payphone and you'd tell them to be at the payphone at four o'clock or whatever. And you just, you had to be there because if you weren't, you didn't know when you were going to be able to speak again. So it was, it was different times. I'm not, I'm, It'd be too easy to, and cliche to say better times, but it was certainly people kind of were more more inclined to follow up on appointments and follow up on, on follow up each other, I suppose, and be more in, in tune with each other, weren't they? Absolutely, absolutely. I I I will go back to what you just said. I I would say they were better times. You know, definitely kids were kids were kids more. They didn't worry about what other people thought. They were just out doing their thing. It was you know, kids were kids. All the kids are at that part how do you know because all their bikes are there they're all there playing football you know is unfortunately I'd say social media has a part to play in changing how we look at society and how we live now yeah I, I definitely think so I definitely think so and it's part of progression it's part of moving on but I'm digressing now and going back away because that was a big I suppose what I wanted to get to and I don't want to keep you too much longer because I know you're on bits to do so but you're talking about the move the call came from that initial thoughts what way? I mean, you are the epitome of chilled out. I mean, to me, you see, look at it from a distance. I remember Paddy doing an interview one one time after a weigh-in, I think it was, and it might have been one of the big ones. It might have been a Coley or, or Chamberlain, and you were. He said you were gone for a sleep in the car, and, and I remember thinking, I remember thinking that just fits. It just makes sense. You're you're, you're just genuinely able to chill out. You're able to relax. Um, so when that news comes. How does it go? Does it take long to take to, to see sink in, or, or what way do you do it? Regarding the fight, regard no, sorry, regarding Paddy and his decision and, and having to change coach and all that process. Um, no, that was cool. You know, I'm I'm one of those people, and I'd like I'd like to think that I want you to do what you want to do, um, and if it doesn't serve me best, in the sense of like we can't be two peas of the same pod. That's cool. I'm, I'm ha- as long as you're happy, I'm happy because life continues and life's going to go on. So if we're, we're just not on that, on that journey together, our journey will continue, but it will just continue different. Um, you know, I remember the conversation and I, I was like, wow, man, like, I was a little bit, a little bit shocked. Um, I guess I wasn't expecting it, but, if that's what's going to make him happy, I just, I, I want him to do that. If, for whatever reason, let's just say tomorrow I woke up and I thought, boxing doesn't make me happy no more. <laughs> I'm going to go and do what makes me happy. Um, so I want the world and I want everyone to do what makes them happy, whether it's boxing, whether it's being a family, family man, family woman, whether it's, you know, working in construction, whatever you want to do, whatever makes you happy, you should just do it. Life's too short. Yeah, and and you've gone now from training, I guess, under an uh, under an enigmatic Irishman to an enigmatic Welshman. So the accents are a little bit different, but the Celtic blood and the passion is just as vibrant. So without without 
without trying to compare, there's no point. There is, and I always say this is like comparing fighters. There is no point. But safe to say, at this point of a career, on the back of a lockdown and everything else, like going into that lockdown, you had a win, which was good. It was it was brilliant, I suppose, from that point of view to get one under your belt. But you had had a couple of down, two huge fights, and I would say I still argue the one, the Chamberlain one, was a really, really competitive. You were there all the way. Akoli carries a different beast. That was hard to watch if I'm being honest I'm sure it was even harder for yourself but um, I suppose now there's no good time for it or anything else but a change It's would it give a little bit of a new lease of life will it give you a new approach um, a spring in the step for whatever to, to feed that um, obsessive nature yeah yeah it definitely has definitely has um, it's one of those things you can only oh, you know everyone's got 20-20 vision when it comes to hindsight Everyone has, oh, you know, oh, this, this, this. Um, for whatever reason, you know, I, w- I would have been with Paddy through and through to the end. Um, him taking it, him, him stepping out. Um, it's just, oh, it shut one door, but it's opened up many others. Um, and it's really, it really has, it's stoked fire. It really has. Um, it's, you know, a change is nice. You know, there is a thing that sometimes why change something if it's not broke? Um, but I'm in a new environment. I'm with new people. It's a new atmosphere. There are new challenges. Um, a new coach. It, yeah, definitely it's been a new lease of life. And, and I, I, I'm really... I'm happy where I'm at and I'm really looking forward to just getting back in the ring. Yeah, because that's it's a division that's after bursting into life, isn't it? For a few years there, there wasn't a whole lot happening. We had Big Tony had it sewn up and it was it, it was, it was kind of the level in, in the UK and in, in, in Europe, I suppose. It wasn't, wasn't massive. And then all of a sudden we have, we've had this explode. And even domestically now, there's, there's Billum Smith, there's React Porters. There's some, there's some nice little fights there right now. And can we expect to see the Duke in action fairly soon? Um, I'd, I would like to think, given given current circumstances, um, April, um, and that'd be 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 excellent for me to be able to get back to work after all this of what's going on. I personally, physically, mentally, can't afford to be out of work for much longer. I'm I'm 31. You know, I'm, I'm not a, a spring chicken in that respect, so I'm not looking for to be out of the ring. An active fighter is it's not what I desire to be. Um, so yeah, this year I, I would I hope to God I'm in there by by April um, and I can get back to things rolling and, and crack on and get some of those big fights. You know, I've, I've Chris is a good guy, Rip, uh, Richard again. Another good guy. All guys I'm happy to fight. Yeah, yeah, and all guys that you would bring your own set of problems to. It wouldn't be a case. It it'll be. There's some good ones there, and there's names. There's there's fellas. There's our own Tommy McCarthy. That's been brewing for a few years too. There's fellas that there's um I think Paddy McCrory's yeah. at at cruiserweight. There's uh, there's some good fights there. I'm not. I'm only talking domestically. If if we can't look at broadening it a little bit, if for the time being just to keep busy and not keep busy but to get busy um, they're, they're tremendous fights for you yeah definitely there, there is I've got to conquer domestic get to European and, and before you get to to world and that doesn't necessarily mean winning a title but it means competing at that level and know that you are not, you can operate well in, at that level um, I feel like I've operated at the British level I would like to fight for the British and win it if, I, if that didn't happen it's not the end of the world um, like you said, Tommy currently is the European. If that opportunity presents itself and, and, and that route becomes something that I feel to explore and it, and it works out right for me, then I would go down that route. Or if not, you know, you're looking to get into the top 10, top 15 and then and push on to world's honours. Yeah, I believe so too. I think the domestic side of things and, and cleaning up your home is has become... It, it's almost like a shift in boxing. You've seen a lot of people are going back to the fundamentals. They're going back to those solid, 
even Lyndon Arthur, the jab, we're seeing that it's all the simplicities are coming back to this game that sometimes get just gets a little bit too complicated. Looking for WBO internationals or WBA, not not to not to pick on any of the particular bodies, but the national title, the British title, the good old Commonwealths, the Europeans, they're they're holding a little bit more interest now, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, and fortunately, well, unfortunately, due to coronavirus, I feel like they've had a massive impact on that. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, massive impact. I believe that. so. But um, looking forward to it now. It'll be interesting to watch. The last thing I'll ask you before I let you go, um, we, we had a fascinating glimpse and an insight into a world. Was that part of the of the um, addictive personality when you when you ventured into the editing and the, the vlog world? They were, they were really enjoyable. Yeah. They were te- they were done oh, in a great in a great um, mo- tone as well, if you like, or mood, whatever way you want to call it. Yeah, I literally was balls deep in. I was... <laughs> I was hooked. <laughs> but those videos took so long to edit. Yeah, they do. So long to meet An- another chap from Swindon who, uh, he, in that world, he's very, very successful. You know, that's his life. That's his livelihood. Now. That's how he makes his money. Um, he's a bit older than me. And I'd, he would, I'd meet him for coffees and we would chat about it. And, and his, the passion I had so quick that also left quite quick, he still has and he's carried on. But that is the passion I have for boxing. Yeah, you know, in that respect, you know. That's um, the difference, though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would like to get back into that. Um, I have my cameras and everything for that. I would like to do it with, you know, traveling, uh, doing new, doing new sports, new adventures. You know, not necessarily vlogging in the sense of talking and giving information but I really enjoyed making the videos and, and putting the music to it and changing the music and changing the scenes yeah I love it I even think about camera ideas for that now you're able to see shots you're able to see things that not everybody can see and visualise so it's p- probably part of boxing as well isn't it <laughs> yeah it definitely has a relation to boxing definitely we'll take the credit for because that's a Wexford thing so your tape we're, we're, the real Irish threads are coming out and that's what it, that's what it is in you but no look it's been an absolute pleasure. Really looking forward to keeping in touch now and watching and how, how it goes for you. What would the best case scenario be for, for the Duke? You know, I've, I've got a little bit more, I've got a little bit of excess, let's call it the, the lockdown weight. <laughs> <laughs> I have a little bit of coronavirus weight that I need to shift. Uh, once I've got rid of that and we're in a, in a reasonable weight, then we're going to go. And there he goes. Special fella, as I said. You could be mistaken for listening to Lennox Lewis or... or Gene Tunney or somebody of that ilk he's um he, he's a little bit different to all the rest and I mean that of course in a complimentary and a positive way watch out for Luke Watkins in the coming fights I think his matchup with Tony Borg inspired choice an incredible choice to build on the blocks that Paddy Fitzpatrick has already put in place just look at the body of work that Tony Borg has done I don't need to explain it here he doesn't need me to embellish his record he's a special sort of coach he makes good fighters better I hope you enjoyed this episode the one week where I have everything in place and everything ahead of schedule the internet failed so I gotta get it recorded saved put together on a, on a mini disc get it across to an internet cafe and get it uploaded from there the lengths we go to but it's all worthwhile so that's it for me and them until then until the next episode stay safe stay sane and smile All's well that ends well.